around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone. God bless you today, and we are so glad you have joined us for Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. Terry and I are just sitting here at home, finally, uh, to have a few days here before we leave for Colombia, Bogota, and Medellin, both cities there in that wonderful South American country. And we have just taken some time out today to visit with you and share with you the things that we have on our heart after our, a lot of our recent travel. We're so grateful for what God is doing in the earth to help the church be an influence. Can you imagine this planet without the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, without the influence of the gospel in this day and time? My, 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 they need you. <laughs> the world needs us, and we've got to share this gospel and minister to them. Just want to remind you real quickly that you can always find us here at terrymize.com, and then also at terrymizeministries.org is the full website as well, and then all of our products, partner letters, um, all of our calendar is there, and then we have our you know Facebook page, Terry Mize Ministries Facebook, and then we have um, all the things there that are available to you to minister, serve you and you can leave us your testimonies or prayer requests we are so grateful for the opportunity that we have to serve you and minister to you and wash your feet as the bible says with the word of god so darling let's just talk to the folks today and share with them what's on your heart and be a blessing to the body of christ Amen. Well, praise God. It sure is good to be home. Isn't Amen. It? <laughs> back in, uh, <laughs> back right. in Tulsa. Yes. On a rainy today. Yes. And uh, we just flew in uh, last night from Washington, D.C. And we were in Washington, D.C. about 10 days mm-hmm. and uh, ministered at two great churches there. We ministered oh, for uh, yes. uh, Spirit of Faith, which is our dear friends, uh, Dr. Uh, Michael Freeman and his lovely wife, Dr. Didi. And uh, long, long time friends, and uh, met them out at Fred Price's church out at Crenshaw Christian Center in L.A. back in the nineties, and uh, just uh, they have a tremendous church, tremendous yes, people. That's right. And uh, they wanted me to do a missions uh, weekend, weekend, international missions weekend, and so we did. Uh, <laughs> we did three campuses. They have three campuses, and we did yes. three campuses and very lovely and, uh, campuses. Ministered, uh, ministered three times right. uh, on Saturday night right. and Sunday morning. And uh, just ministered missions to them. And he yes. wanted me to do a particular message on missions that he had heard right. me do years ago. And the uh, same message, same thing Fred did to me, Fred Price. You know, he right. said years right. ago, I mean decades ago, Fred said, Terry, that message changed my life. I heard you preach it the first time in in 79 right. at a meeting we were both at. And, and he said, it changed my life. And uh, and Michael Freeman said the same thing. He said, it changed my life. And right. so they both want me to preach it at their churches, which I have now, right. and uh, and also at the convention of a, a minister's uh, convention that they they put on that Dr. Price put on uh, for for years and years and years, and it called seven Bible principles for world missions. You know, if, t- teaching people about missions from the Bible, not right. just from trying to <laughs> not just from trying to make Americans feel guilty. Most missionaries feel like, right. uh, and most um, most uh, charitable organizations in the states feel the same way. Uh, right. uh, uh, Care, Red Cross, United Way, Salvation Army, all those. Anytime there's a disaster, then they show you pictures of the disaster and they show you people doing without people that are hurting, right. which right. is all true. They're all really there, right. uh, but they 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 use the the premise that if we make the American people feel guilty; they'll give to missions. Well, the church has picked up on that, and has done that for decades and decades and decades. And I even had missionaries tell me when 
I first started in missions. I said, Terry, you must make the American people feel guilty, and then they'll give to missions. Mm-hmm. You show them pictures of hungry kids and bloated bellies right. and flies on the face. Right. And I just said, way back in the 70s, I said, I'm not going to do that. And one dear friend of mine said, you better or you'll starve. You better learn how to do it. You'll starve. And I said, I'm not going to do it, and I'm not going to starve. I said, God's going to take care of us. I said, That's I right. said the Bible says... Um, Romans ten seventeen faith comes by hearing. I said, that's how I've run my life. If I wanted to know about healing, I went to the Word. If I wanted to know about speaking in tongues, I went to the Word. If I wanted to know about finances, I went to the Word. Whatever I wanted to know about marriage, I went to the Word, and I read what the Word said, and the Word produced faith, and then I was able to act on it. I said, why can't I just preach missions from the Bible? Why can't I just take the Word right. and preach missions to Christians, and they'll they'll get it. It'll create faith in their heart, and they'll, they'll, they'll uh, give to missions. They'll support missions. They'll get involved with what God wants them to do. And uh, a missionary friend of mine, he's in heaven today, and he said, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. He said, that'll never work. And I said, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit out on a quest to make it work. And I think we've done that. I think after 50 years. 50 years, you've proven <clears throat> Excuse me, that we've proven that you can preach the word to Christians. I just and that wanted... they will get involved in the number one Boy, uh, that's right. task of the church, the, the only cause that counts, the thing that's closest to God's heart, and that's world evangelization world missions are not letting people go to hell boy that's right that's the number one thing i i just wanted to um, say here at this juncture and encourage all of you that are pastors or leaders in a in a local church that if you would get this series that terry taught on missions um the purpose Uh, of the gospel. It's the purpose of faith, actually. Purpose Missions of faith. is the pur- purpose of faith, and it's yeah. the purpose of God's faith. You know, people right. don't think about God no. using his faith, but he's sitting around in heaven using his faith, and he's not believing right. for Cadillacs, condominiums, or cruisers. He's not believing for more money, or he's not believing for another gold brick he can pave his street out of, but he is believing for souls. The one thing, you know, Renee, the only thing you use your faith for is things you don't have. No, that's right. You know, if if you've got a hundred dollars, you don't believe God for a hundred dollars. You know, you believe God for for something you don't have to pull it into existence. Right. And God's got all that. He's got mansions. He's got gold streets. He's got He's all, all the things. All sufficient one. Mm-hmm. And yet, the one thing He doesn't have, right. and the one thing He can't have without right. our cooperation and help, help is right. souls. And so that's He's right. always using His faith for souls. And so when we, the church, get involved in what He's involved in. We get on the same page as him. We get That's on right. his team. That's right. Then, uh, then he automatically gets involved with us. You know, the world has done that for years. The world, uh, these salesmen, man, when they want to make a sale, they'll find out what some guy that they're trying to sell, what he likes to do. And if it's, right. it's he likes to golf, they'll go right. golfing with him. Right. You know, and Oral Roberts used to say, that he said, I, used, I always raise more money on the golf course than I ever did in churches. Uh, because you just go golfing with somebody and spend that time with them and you get involved with what they like and then they automatically get involved with what you like. And that's the way it is with God. If we'll figure out what... What what makes God happy, which is right. missions, right. and go get involved in that, then he automatically gets involved with us. We're not having to twist his arm and say, oh, God, try to come over here and see what makes me happy. Come over here right. and get involved right. in my deal. We just right. go get involved in his deal, right. and then uh, he's automatically involved with us. Well, if the church would get their focus right and begin to really... Uh, I was looking at Ephesians 1 there, that prayer that Paul prayed. He said that God would grant us a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him 
and we think we you know we want a we want a spirit of wisdom and revelation so we can know what we ought to do or something like that but it's really in the knowledge of him and if like you're saying if we would find out what god liked and then have wisdom and revelation and understanding about the kingdom of God. And I, I, that's why I just wanted to encourage all of you pastors and leaders to order that set on missions, the the real purpose of faith, of why we're supposed to do that. I would encourage all of you to uh, contact our office and get that um, series of, of CDs and begin to teach them and meditate on them. I promise you, if you'll get what's on those CDs and put it down on the inside of your own heart and begin to meditate on it, it solves a lot of problems in life as to what you're here for. What is your purpose? Why are you doing what you're doing? Oh, and it changes your perspective perspective it changes your attitude and it and eliminates a lot of stress and angst in your life when you realize that if you'll get involved like Terry's been saying with what God likes and you'll focus on what God wants and you pray that you have a a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him the father of glory what God wants it it just the blessings of God just automatically start coming on your life because now you're focused on what makes the heart oh, of the father happy and you you know the church oh my Renee the church in 2018 <laughs> i hardly recognize it from the church of old. No, that's right. <laughs> Certainly from the church of the New Testament and and it's just it's just become so watered down. Right. And it's become such a business and it's on such a time constraint, a time right, clock because right, we wouldn't want to dare right, hold right. somebody past past twelve o'clock when they set their beans to burn at twelve. We wouldn't right. we wouldn't want right. to hold them long. But we, we just don't see the powerful church that's right. of the old days. And the reason is, is is a couple of reasons. One, we don't give God time. We don't give God time to spend with him. What right. we need is church and right. church and more church and right. pastors that are more afraid of God than they are of the congregation. That's a big but, problem but then, in the church but, today. But, but then we need to preach missions right. and do missions. And yet the church really today doesn't know what missions is. You, you know, for centuries, if you'd ask anybody in the church, right. I don't care if it was a Catholic, a Methodist, a Baptist, a Church of Christ, a Pentecostal, a Word of Faith, a Charismatic, I don't care who it is. If you ask a Christian... Say, tell me what's the Great Commission? What is the Great Commission? Right. What are they, we supposed to be doing? Yeah. Why are we here? <laughs> That's it. Purpose. They, they, they would tell Back to you. Purpose. They would tell you. Uh, it's winning souls. Mm. It's reaching the lost. Reaching it's the lost. It's not letting people go to hell. Jesus died on the cross. God gave His only Son. Uh, uh, God gave His only, only, right. <laughs> His only begotten Son. Right. John three sixteen. He so loved the world, He gave, gave. His only yeah. begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not, should not, should not. They are every day, but they should not perish. Right. But have everlasting life, and that's what any anybody would have, any Christian would have told you over right. decades and centuries. It's, well, it's it's reaching the lost, it's winning souls, it's not letting people go right. to hell, it's right. preaching Jesus to people. But you know, somewhere around the last twenty twenty five years or so, if you ask a church member now, you just go to any church member, Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal, Word of Faith, I don't care who they are, Charismatic, and you say, what what is missions? What what is what is the Great Commission? I mean, what what is the Great Commission? They'll tell you almost to a man, they'll tell you it's making disciples. Yeah. Making disciples. 
Training. And, 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 They'll say training, tra- pe- training, training people. A, training a Christian. Treat, in other words, teaching the taught. Right. So we've changed from reaching the, lost reaching the lost to teaching the taught. Now, there's nothing wrong with teaching the taught. I do that all the time. I do it anytime sure. I'm in a church. I'm sure. teaching the taught. But I don't confuse that with the Great Commission. I don't confuse that with no, missions. Right. And uh, the thing about teaching the taught is those taught are going to go to heaven. If Jesus right. comes today or next week or next year, you know, they're going to heaven. Right. And yet if we leave the lost and don't don't win the lost, don't Jesus. reach the lost, don't save the my, lost, my, my. then if Jesus comes today or tomorrow or next week or next year, they're going to hell. And so we have done nothing to vindicate the blood that Jesus shed. Jesus shed blood so people wouldn't go to hell. And if the church disrespects that blood That's right. and says, well, no, we're just going to forget that. We're just going to teach the talk, forget the blood, forget the loss. We're just going to teach Christians. We're just going to make disciples. My, 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 we're just going to take my little group, make them to be just like me, God forbid. <laughs> then those, then the lost are going to go to hell. No, and so the right. church has... has totally turned away and doesn't understand due to, due to bad teaching and bad training. Right. These aren't bad people in the church. They're not bad pastors. They've just been taught wrong. Right. And uh, because of that, we, we've gone from reaching the lost to teaching the taught. And because of that, people are going to hell in wholesale numbers Jesus. because Christians don't care about the lost and don't no, reach the right. lost. They're trying to make disciples. They're trying to, to, to build Christians. They're trying to train Christians, teach the taught. And well, it's enough a, to make heaven weep, Renee. It's well, enough it to is. make heaven and it, weep. And it's, it's an area where we've really gotten off as a church because knowledge puffs up. Mm-hmm. And if you just spend all your time trying to make people learn one more thing, my question is, when are you going to act on it? And the, In other words, if you're just a gatherer of knowledge, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and my question is, which sermon are you going to act, act on your faith on? You know, <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, when are you going to get back to the real <clears> purpose <throat> of winning souls. I just wanted to say to you here about your, you know, when when we were growing up, the music that we had in church was really about winning the lost. Oh, sure. You know, like Send the Light, There's Room at the Cross for You. You know, all of those songs that we sang back then, the church was focused on winning the lost. Yeah, just as I am. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We had so many, we had more altar songs sometimes than we had. How many many millions of people did Billy Graham get saved? Oh, my. Based on the song. Yeah, Just (laughs) Just As as I I am. Am. Without one, without plea. one plea. Oh my goodness, y'all! You know, and and the church was happier. You know, there's room at the cross. Yeah, there's for room you. at Though the cross. Millions have come. come there's still, still room, room for, one. for one. There's room at the cross. For and you. I think the church was happier then. Well, sure. And we were more well, you know focused. Why? We were they more had, satisfied well, with had, Jesus. The church had purpose. Yeah, that's I've exactly right. I've often said for decades. I've said this: the 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 most scary and dangerous thing is a bored church. <laughs> that's right. If the church has no oh, purpose. They're just sitting in church bored. That's bored. bad. And yeah. the only thing worse than a bored church is a bored preacher, bored yeah. pastor. But if, that's that so church, true, if, if those church people are coming to church and the pastor's pointing them to the lost, right. you know, John Osteen, who was your pastor for years, who was my pastor. I never lived in Houston, but he was my pastor. And uh, brother Osteen, always said, you know, don't go to a church that doesn't have a world map up. Right. And he always put a world map up. He had world maps all over Lakewood Church. Right. And he'd even take time in every service. He'd yes. stop every service, right. turn the house lights out, and illuminate a world map and yes. have people pray for right. the world. Stretch and he always out. kept the yeah. people focused And he'd say, lost. pick a nation and pray for Absolutely. that nation right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And yeah. he'd even have people come down the front. I've done that for oh years my. myself. Have people come down the front and just... just Called out a nation. You know, what's your nation? China. Right, right. China. Okay, China's got a billion people. What's your nation? India. Yeah, okay, right. India's got a billion people. You know, what's your nation? Mexico. Okay, Mexico's got 85 million people. You know, it just just over and over and over, over and over. And He'd over. have people call out nations. And yeah. then we'd pray for those nations. Right. 
And that always kept the church focused. Uh, this right. is what this church is about, is the world. Right. Right. It's about the lost. So when they came in church, they my, were ready my, my. <laughs> and willing and able to do something for the lost. That's right. But whenever we stop that and just start teaching the talk, right. and pastors just teaching some little, you know, coffee clatch message, you right. know, three points in right. a poem, then the church says they're bored. There's no purpose. And it's like, why am I in church? And so they start picking apart the pastor's sermons. No, that's you know, right. They say, now, Pastor, when Brother Copeland preaches this, he says this. When Terry Miles preaches he says this. When, when Kenneth Hagin preaches he said it this way. You know, they're, they're, they just sit and judge your sermons now. Yeah, no, that's Instead right. Instead of receiving from from a, a common purpose of when we get out of here, oh, we're going to so do something. That's uh, so sad. They just sit around. I mean, I, I literally watch them in church services. They that's take right. notes. Even after I preach, they'll take notes and go up to me and say, now, Brother Terry, I've got eight questions I want to ask you about things you said. You know, what did you mean by this? And what does this mean? And when you said this, blah, blah, blah. They're bored. Well, and when yeah. they're bored, Renee, they sit around and they look at the piano or the, or the, or, or the organ or the I didn't or now like that now song it's electric person, keyboards. That, and they yeah. say, uh, who asked me? Nobody asked me if they could buy that piece of equipment. Uh, how come they got the color of the carpet this, this color? Nobody asked yeah. me about this. How come the pastor's wife's wearing a new dress? Well, nobody asked me if she could have a new dress. And all of a sudden, they're just bored. Right. And so they're looking at nitpicking things and to, that's wrong with the church. Where if right. they came in with a common focus and a common right. purpose of let's get the gospel right. to the world, right. let's don't let people go to hell, then they don't care what color the carpet is. They don't care if you bought no, a new piano or not. They, they're, they're focused on one thing, let's get the gospel to the world. Let's vindicate the blood of Jesus. Well, that's exactly <clears> right. <throat> Jeremiah 3, you and I were talking about this last week, that in the final time, God said, I'm going to give you pastors after, after my, my own heart. Heart right. and pastors have to lead their people. You don't want a church full of Goldilocks Christians that are always looking for everything that's just right. <laughs> oh my Lord. You don't want a bunch of people in there that are that are trying to get their flesh and their emotions and their personal space satisfied, and then they'll be happy. They'll be happy when they obey God. They'll be happy Absolutely. when they get the purpose of of their faith involved and focus. They'll be happier when they begin to see that people are dying and going to hell, and God needs their help. No, and it gives right. them a position at the right hand of the throne of God. See, the missionary can't do influence. it all by himself. No, that's it's, right. it's not us against right. you. It's not. It's not the missionary against the church. We're a team. Right. Working together, we all have a common goal, a common That's focus, right. That's getting right. the job done. It reminds me of a story I tell a lot of times in my missions conferences. You know, uh, I talk about how that in Africa, a lot of different African countries, their their ants. Of course, you can see this on National Geographic or whatever else. And the ants will build their their ant hill. Uh, sometimes three feet tall. I mean, they're big old ant hills. Oh, I know. And uh, and so I tell this story a lot about this one particular. Uh, ant community that had uh, built their condo and uh, had it all nice and fixed up and, and an elephant came out and destroyed it. And so they built it back and the elephant came back and destroyed it <laughs> again. And they story. built it back and the elephant came back and destroyed it again. Uh, as soon as they would get it back, this old rogue elephant, this old rebel elephant, just delighted in waiting till they just got the last nail nailed and the last coat of paint on their condo. Uh, and he delighted in just coming out about dawn and just tearing it down. He'd, he'd swing his trunk and knock right. it all everywhere and he'd take his feet and stomp <laughs> on it. And of course, the ants are scattered everywhere. Some are right. killed, some are scattered. And then they have to build their condo back again. And so one particular time, they were so tired of it. They were so fed up with this elephant doing this to them. And they had a big committee meeting, and they discussed all kind of ways to stop it. And finally, they, they settled upon this option. They said, they said here's what we're going to do. This next time, when we get this condo finished, and we're about done with it, so mm -hmm. we know he's coming. Mm -hmm. So as soon as we get it finished, we're all going to get up before daybreak. 
We're all going to go, I mean thousands of us, we're all going to go out to the trail, up a tree, out on the branch of the limb, and wait. And when he comes under the under that branch of that tree, when he comes walking <laughs> down the trail to tear down our our condominium, right. we're going to give the command and jump, and we're all going to jump on him at one time, thousands of us, and we're going to sting him to death. <laughs> so they just thought that was a great idea. They voted on it. They got it. They they got excited, and sure enough, whenever they got uh, the condo finished, uh, they gave the command that all right before daybreak tomorrow morning, everybody up, everybody out, everybody down the trail, up the tree, out on the branch. And then when the command comes, you jump and sting him to death, and we'll be rid of this guy for once and for all. So they were happy about that, and they got up the next morning early, out down the trail, up the tree, out on the branch. And sure enough, a little bit after dawn, here comes that old rogue elephant. And he comes down the trail, and he's headed to their condo to knock it down again. And just as soon as he got under that branch, the leader gave the command, and they all jumped. I mean, they jumped. Thousands of them jumped and landed all over that elephant. But just before they could sting him or do anything to him at all, he just shook himself really good. He just shook all over, and ants went flying everywhere. Right. And so they hit the ground, and they begin to get up, and thousands of them everywhere begin to get up, wipe the dust off, despondent, dejected, upset. Their plan didn't work. And uh, they looked up at that, that big old, big old elephant, and all of a sudden they got so encouraged because they saw that one of their comrades, <laughs> one ant, one had hung on yeah. just below his throat, just below his neck, just on his throat. And they got so excited and so encouraged, and all of them in unison together, thousands of these ants began to yell to their comrade, Choke him! Choke him! Choke him! And, uh, what a funny visual. I'm so reminded of that in mission so many times because right. so many times the missionaries off out there in the jungle somewhere doing his job or off right. out in the bush or off right. out in the city somewhere around the world trying to do his job with you know with little resources and little help and he's trying right. to reach the world trying yeah, to win the, the yeah. world and yet and the church churches. sits over in america you know drinking their lattes and and uh -huh. iced coffees and mochas yeah. and whatever else they're doing and uh, and some of the sipping saints sitting around sipping other stuff, right. and uh, and then they all look at the missionary, and in unison they yell at the missionary, evangelize the world, evangelize the world, evangelize right. the world, that's, that's and right. the missionary can no more evangelize the world alone. No, that's right. Than the ant could choke the elephant. My mind. You know, there's an old saying that says Jesus alone. Yes. Can save the world, but Jesus can't save the world alone. No, that's so good. That's Let's say right. Say that again. Jesus alone. Right. Can save. Can the world. save the whole world. But Jesus can't save, save the whole world alone. He's That's got so to have the church. The church is the the arm of the of heaven no that's right i mean it's the it's the it's the international branch of the gospel <laughs> that's right that's right i'm I'm just you know sitting here listening to you i've I've almost wept through the whole thing simply because uh I see where the church is so carnal and we've we've turned into a more uh, you know a set like we were talking about satisfying the the things of the flesh. And we've got to turn our hearts and our eyes back on Jesus. We've got to get the heart of God back into the church. And we've got to really focus on winning souls again. Oh, absolutely. And, and if we'll do that, we'll be a happier church, a more satisfied well, church, Renee, and a more church blessed church. The church cannot opt out of missions. No, we you can't. can't just say, okay, I'm not going to play. No. God holds us accountable. God right. holds us responsible. Every right. believer, every man, woman, boy, and girl, right. he holds yeah. us responsible for right. getting the gospel to the, world. to the world. We can't 
can't opt out. It's not something that we just say, oh, I'll opt out of that. I'll opt out of that. I'll opt out. No, 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 you can't opt no. out. <laughs> You're held accountable for doing it. When people That's die right. around the world, That's the church right. is held accountable for that. In fact, Jesus. God says that their blood's on our hands. Ezekiel 3.17 tells us that when you see the heathen in, in his sin and you tell him to, you, you don't tell him to, uh, or, or you tell him to stop his sin and turn to Jesus, yeah. it, it says that uh, if he doesn't listen to you and goes to hell, he said, at least you've delivered your you soul. Deliver, you're right. But he exactly. said, if you do tell him, if you see him in sin and you don't go warn him, and he dies in his sin, God says, in his blood's on your hand. No, that's That's right. Ezekiel 3.17. That's Bible. Well, and so God's looking for the church yes, to evangelize is. the world, and we can't opt out. And so you need to find a missionary to support. You need to find somebody That's to right. get involved with. And and, and just because your church may do a little missions trip to go somewhere and paint some houses or, or do some mine, that's all good. I have no problem with that. But that's humanitarian aid. It's just like Renee and I do. We we feed orphans and take care of orphans. Well, that's that's not mission. That's humanitarian aid. That's that's help. That's doing the work of the ministry. Jesus, the Bible tells us, take care of widows and orphans. We do that. But that's not at the expense of winning souls. The church still has to see to it, no matter how much good we do in feeding the hungry, painting the buildings, uh, feeding the orphans, taking care of the widows. No matter how much good we do, we've still got to be soul winners and get involved in vindicating the blood that Jesus shed or we're not fulfilling the Great Commission. I know we're no, out of time. That's right. That's right. We're out of time, but we're getting ready to leave to go to uh, Colombia, South America. Yeah, two, two cities, Bogota and Medellin. That's right. And we're going to do public meetings. We're going to teach in Bible schools. Terry's going to be ministering, and it's going to be an absolutely Last time I was there, I taught 29 times <laughs> in, right. I think, what, seven days, something like that. Nine days. Nine days. Nine. So it's going to be absolutely wonderful, all the good things that we're believing God. They are believing God for while we are there. And we're going to see some real miracles and change and fruitfulness uh, to be able to help the ministries there in Columbia, South America. We thank you all so much for joining us today. And we're believing God with you as well that the word that we shared is going to have some fruit as well as comfort, information, <laughs> all of those Holy Ghost things that can bring breakthrough in your life. Remember, you can find us at terrymize.com. You can find us at terrymizeministries.org. And then also Terry Mize Ministries on Facebook page. And then Terry has a couple of personal pages on Facebook too as well. So we look forward to hearing from you. Any prayer requests or testimonies, just go right there to the website at terrymines.com and you can just communicate with us that way. Any products, even offerings, things like that, we are so grateful that you participate with us in the preaching of the gospel around the world. Anyway, God bless you all. We look forward to seeing you, hearing from you, and we will be right back here next Wednesday with a brand new podcast. Bye-bye. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.